0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that the Lord divorced backsliding Israel because of her unfaithfulness, but calls her to return to Him. In the future, Israel and Judah will be reunited in the Promised Land. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Jeremiah chapter 3. simply the Bible the Lord considered
0: Israel to be his wife when she turned from him to worship idols he considered this to be spiritual adultery but Jeremiah 3 speaks of his willingness to receive her back they say if a man divorces his wife and she goes from him and becomes another man's may he return to her again would not that land be greatly polluted But you have played the harlot with many lovers, yet return to me, says the Lord. Under the law, because of the hardness of people's hearts, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce to his wife. The stipulation was that if she then married another and he also divorced her, then she was not to return to her first husband. Israel had committed adultery with many other foreign gods. She had been a prostitute on the side of the road, but God so loved her that he would still receive her back and be her husband, if only she would return to him. Lift up your eyes to the desolate heights and see, where have you not lain with men? By the road you have sat for them like an Arabian in the wilderness, and you have polluted the land with your harlotries and your wickedness. Therefore, the showers have been withheld. And there has been no latter rain. You have had a harlot's forehead. You refuse to be ashamed. Will you not from this time cry to me, my father? You are the guide of my youth. Will he remain angry forever? Will he keep it to the end? Behold, you have spoken and done evil things as you were able." They had polluted the land with their idolatry. So God withheld the showers and spring rains, as Moses said he would do if they turned from him. Since the land was not irrigated as in Egypt, they were dependent on these rains to produce crops. God was seeking to get their attention, but they refused to be ashamed of their sins and cry out to him for deliverance. Instead, they were as brazen and hard-headed as a prostitute. Proverbs thirty twenty says, this is the way of an adulterous woman. She eats and wipes her mouth and says, I have done no wickedness. Now, a Jewish woman would sometimes call her husband, my father or my guide. Judah had called out to the Lord in this way, but her heart was far from him. Now, verse 5 ends Jeremiah's first message, which came to him in the 13th year of King Josiah, 627 B.C. Five years later, King Josiah gave orders to repair the house of the Lord, which had been damaged under the reign of Josiah's father, King Ammon, who served and worshipped idols and forsook the Lord. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, And it was in the 18th year of his reign, when he was 26 years old, that he began to restore the temple. In the process, Hilkiah, the high priest, found the book of the law. Evidently, it had been buried away somewhere, like you might stuff old memorabilia in a box in your attic. Hilkiah gave it to Shaphan, the scribe, who in turn read it to King Josiah. Now, when he heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his clothes in deep mourning. He commanded Hilkiah and the men of the court to inquire of the Lord for him and for all the people. This began a great revival in Judah as King Josiah read God's word to the people. He then made a covenant to follow the Lord and to keep his commandments with all his heart and soul, and the people agreed. Then they cleansed the temple of all the idols that had been brought into it. He removed the idolatrous priests and destroyed their high places where the people had practiced idolatry. He even destroyed the altar at Bethel built by King Jeroboam, who had first led the northern kingdom of Israel into idolatry. Now, Bible commentators think it was somewhere around this time that Jeremiah received his second message from the Lord. This continues through chapter 6, verse 6. The Lord said also to me in the days of Josiah, the king, have you seen what backsliding Israel has done? She has gone up on every high mountain and under every green tree and there played the harlot. And I said, after she had done all these things, return to me. But she did not return. And her treacherous sister Judah saw it. Then I saw that for all the causes for which backsliding Israel had committed adultery, I had put her away and given her a certificate of divorce. Yet her treacherous sister Judah did not fear, but went and played the harlot also. So it came to pass through her casual harlotry that she defiled the land and committed adultery with stones and trees. And yet for all this, her treacherous sister Judah has not turned to me with her whole heart, but in pretense, says the Lord. Now, this Hebrew word for backsliding appears 11 times in the Old Testament. Nine out of the 11 are in Jeremiah and five out of the nine are in this chapter. So we could call this the backsliding chapter. Now, what exactly does it mean to backslide? The Hebrew word means to break a previous relationship or to turn aside off a correct path. Backsliding begins the moment a person says no to God and turns to his own way. God had sent prophets to warn the northern kingdom of Israel, but they continued to say no to God and to follow their own path of idolatry. Therefore, the Lord wrote Israel a certificate of divorce, and she went into Assyrian captivity about a century earlier. God used Israel as a lesson to her sister Judah so that she would avoid the same terrible fate. But Judah proved to be treacherous, for she paid lip service to Yahweh, but betrayed him for her other lovers. She worshipped idols made of stone and wood and engaged in sexual immorality, which was part of the fertility rites of these pagan deities. Verse 11. Then the Lord said to me, backsliding Israel has shown herself more righteous than treacherous Judah. How could this be? It's a matter of pretense and hypocrisy. We see a similar situation in Christ's message to the church of Laodicea in Revelation 3.15. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. If you are cold, then God can get your attention by allowing you to fully experience the consequences of your sins. But if you're lukewarm, then you think you're okay because you're doing good works, even though your heart no longer burns with love for the Lord. And this was the condition of Judah. Go and proclaim these words toward the north and say, return backsliding Israel, says the Lord. I will not cause my anger to fall on you for I am merciful, says the Lord. I will not remain angry forever. Only acknowledge your iniquity that you have transgressed against the Lord your God and have scattered your charms to alien deities under every green tree. And you have not obeyed my voice, says the Lord. Return, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am married to you. I will take you, one from a city and two from a family, and I will bring you to Zion. Despite her infidelity, God was willing to take Israel back. Most husbands would have had nothing to do with her. But God is so amazingly merciful that he was willing to forgive, forget, and restore her. He only asked that she return to him and acknowledge her sins. The Lord will do the same for us. He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So let us be quick to return to the Lord to acknowledge our sins and ask him, for his pardon, And I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Israel's leaders had led them astray into the worship of these false gods, but the Lord would give them shepherds after his own heart who would feed them with knowledge and understanding. Now, my prayer is that God would make me a shepherd after his own heart so that I could feed his sheep with knowledge and understanding of his word because that is how people come to spiritual maturity verse 16 then it shall come to pass when you are multiplied and increased in the land in those days says the lord that they will say no more the ark of the covenant of the lord it shall not come to mind nor shall they remember it nor shall they visit it nor shall it be made any more At that time, Jerusalem shall be called the throne of the Lord, and all the nations shall be gathered to it, to the name of the Lord, to Jerusalem. No more shall they follow the dictates of their evil hearts. In those days, the house of Judah shall walk with the house of Israel, and they shall come together out of the land of the north to the land that I have given as an inheritance to your fathers." Like a ray of sun breaking through dark clouds, God breaks through these days of unfaithfulness to announce the glorious future that he had in store for both Israel and Judah. Then Jerusalem will be the throne of the Lord and all the nations will come there to worship in righteousness. The kingdom of Israel will no longer be divided, but both Israel and Judah will possess forever the land of their inheritance. Of course, this will occur during the millennial reign of Christ. But I said, how can I put you among the children and give you a pleasant land, a beautiful heritage of the host of nations? And I said, you shall call me my father and not turn away from me. Surely as a wife treacherously departs from her husband, so have you dealt treacherously with me, O house of Israel, says the Lord. A voice was heard on the desolate heights, weeping and supplications of the children of Israel, for they have perverted their way. They have forsaken the Lord their God. Return, you backsliding children, and I will heal your backslidings. Here it seems that God reasons with Himself how He can bless His people who have turned away from Him. How can He pardon their many transgressions? Of course, the answer would be found in the cross where God's justice and mercy meet. But backsliding children must still choose to return to their Father, as the prodigal son came to his senses and went back to his Father's house. Then God would heal their backslidings. Indeed, we do come to you for you are the Lord, our God. Truly in vain is salvation hoped for from the hills and from the multitude of mountains. Truly in the Lord, our God is the salvation of Israel for shame has devoured the labor of our fathers from our youth, their flocks and their herds, their sons and and their daughters, we lie down in our shame, and our reproach covers us, for we have sinned against the Lord our God, we and our fathers from our youth even to this day, and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God. Here Jeremiah responds Indeed, we do come to you, for you are the Lord our God. But his words seem hollow, because they did not represent the heart of the people. You know, God is always willing to receive his backsliding children. But are we willing to return to him? When you consider all that we have experienced over the last 20 years, 9-11, the Great Recession, disastrous hurricanes and tornadoes, a global pandemic, and wars and rumors of wars, how much more will it take for God to get our attention?
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see where the Lord tells Judah to break up the fallow ground of their hearts and wash them from wickedness. A wind of desolation will soon blow from the north. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Jeremiah on Simply the Bible.